0: You're listening to Kenny Soro's Digital Marketing Podcast, your number one resource for career and professional development, personal branding tips and tricks, and content strategy for digital marketers and business owners. If you enjoy listening to this episode, please support this podcast by sharing it amongst your friends, coworkers, clients, and your network. Thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome to Kenny Soto's Digital Marketing Podcast. We are now on episode 30 of the podcast. And as always, I'd like to thank the audience for taking their time to listen to another episode and another interview. And I want to just put a caveat out there. Yeah, I am in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa, experiencing a cyclone at the current moment. So if you hear rain in the background i'll mute myself whenever there's thunder and i'll do my best to just compensate with that but putting that aside today i have a very very special guest his name is pierre pierre how do you say your last name
1: uh luchelle it's a luchelle. french name.
0: so my my guest today is pierre luchelle he is been focusing on growing b2b service as a software as a service companies for the past 10 years with growth and account-based marketing He's passionate about sales and marketing alignment, and he recently launched a newsletter on the subject called align.substack.com. Welcome, Pierre.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) Now, Pierre, before we started recording, I gave you a rundown of who we're basically talking to, which are entry-level digital marketers or digital marketers who have like three to four years of experience. And I always like to start these interviews off by asking the guests why they got into digital marketing, but I'm going to ask you a different question because I read your bio and I like it a lot. You started doing website design when you were younger, and I want you to start by basically telling the audience why you started doing website design specifically.
1: It's 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 kind of a funny story. So when I was uh, about ten years old, um, I learned how to program uh, computers. So uh, I used to program in like HTML, PHP, and all the the uh, let's call them basic um, web development languages. And and you know when I when I was fifteen, I was I was hanging out on a lot of like online forums, um, and I got to meet like people and like Indian, they were, they were kind of entrepreneurs that were looking for help on like how to like building their websites. And so at at age 15, I realized that I could make 300 bucks uh, building a website. And I was, I was kind of amazed by it. So I I asked my mom uh, to create an entrepreneur, like a a company in France uh, so that I could start invoicing and charging clients. Um, And so that's what we did. Um, So I, I initially got into the, the, uh, building websites more than designing them, um, at that age. Um, so that I could make a little money for myself on the side. And, and it kind of grew because like I, I, at first I was, I was of course selling websites that were very cheap. Uh, and then, you know, started selling more and more. And this is how I got into business, B2B marketing, all that stuff.
0: Now you started off that way. When do you have like a specific memory of when you made the shift? From doing website design to what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, actually, when when so I was 15 at the time when when I was building these websites uh, out of my room. Um, when I was about 18, I moved to a business school, and at the time I was I was looking. I wanted to like build a bit of a bigger business, um, and so I, I I programmed myself an accounting solution, um, and so. The accounting solution was supposed to help me invoice my clients uh, and making quotes for them, which it did. Um, but so I learned during that time that I was really good at like marketing the software, um, but pretty terrible at like, I'm not going to say creating the software, but like, you know, understanding the needs of the buyers, like more of the product side. Um, and so I, I, I kind of knew after after three years, I had one client that was paying me 30 euros of monthly recurring revenue. So it was not an impressive story, um, but I knew how to like get people on the website, how to talk to them, um, you know, how to get them through my free trial. I just didn't know how to like build something that would um, answer their needs. Um, and so at the time I was like, okay, so, so that's funny, I know how to like market a software. I don't know how to build one. So it seemed like marketing was the easy answer. Uh, and so this is how I got early on uh, on the on the marketing side. And, and then after that, um I was in a small incubator. Uh, it's a pretty tiny city in France called Grenoble, next to the Alps. Um and, and that incubator, I knew a lot of people that that there that, that were asking me for advice as to like how can I increase my traffic? How can I, you know, uh, earn more money with my startup? And like, how can I grow it? Um, and they were all pretty much B two B size companies. And so I've started giving them free advice, you know, as a, as a, as a side thing I would do for my friends. Um, and after a while, one of them is, is asking me, is like, why are we? I think we should pay you for your advice. I think they were very valuable to us. And so this is how I got out of school and into like more of a consulting uh, position right out of school. And it was only B2B SaaS. So I kind of knew at that time that I wanted to do B2B SaaS marketing.
0: Now, I've seen also in your bio that you have a list of core skills, and I'm going to list them out. So your core skills include growth marketing slash growth hacking, paid acquisition, and analytics and business intelligence, and conversion rate optimization. Now, I want to hone in on the one skill that you think is the most difficult to learn? Which one of those would you think is the hardest one to learn and why?
1: I think it's like all of these um, skills were learned by like doing the work uh, and, you know, actually like practicing and like trying to learn like what's going on from an analytics perspective. I think from my Marketing toolbox. The um, I'm I'm going to speak about two skills. Uh, uh, the first one, from a, from a, a hard skills point of view, is the I think the strategy aspect, uh, as to like going to the next step. Uh, you know, going from <clears throat> oh we're we're going to use this channel as a as like click advertising, and and go from that to the strategy, which is, you know, your boss tells you, hey Pierre, I need to like create five millions in pipeline this year. How are you gonna make that happen? And I think the the fact of like building that strategy melts a lot of the, the skills that you mentioned from analytics, paid advertising and all that stuff. But it's also about, you know, understanding the bigger picture as to like, how can you like really grow a business? Um, and I think that's one of the most valuable skills um, that I've learned. The other one, um, and I'm, I'm gonna speak about soft skills this time, uh, cause I think like we, we sometimes tend to overlook soft skills as like, you know not necessarily part of like the marketing toolbox. Um, I wanna to say that like soft skills are uh, in my opinion uh, the most important skills. Uh, If you only have to like work on one, I would, I would advise you to work on soft skills. Um, And I think it's, it's about communication and probably a bit of a teamwork kind of thing is like, how can you communicate efficiently within a team or to your um, internal um, partners? And I think it's, it's really hard to like communicate within a business bit, you know, you have 30 employees or 15 or you're just like five or or more than that, it doesn't really matter. It's always extremely hard to like communicate about the right things, communicate about what matters to others, uh, because quite often you know you are very deep into your your thing and you know all about uh, you know searches and like cost per click and like CTR and all that stuff. But like quite often, none of that really matters to the CEO, the board, or even you know other people within the organization. So I think. You know, knowing how to communicate to, to um, everyone around this is, is a very important skill.
0: Would you say, Pierre, that, because I want to piggyback on what you've just said, would you say that a lot of marketers early on start off by focusing on, oh, I need to learn Google Analytics per se, or I need to learn how to use Facebook advertising and Facebook Ads Manager, but they don't take the time to focus on those soft skills which, when you think about it, are technically more important for career growth because the technologies constantly change. You're gonna learn something and it becomes outdated. But what's more important is knowing how to talk to your manager, the CEO, and other stakeholders in the team. Would you say that's correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think it's like way easier to work on your hard skills than it is to work on your soft skills, right? If you wanna learn uh, Google Analytics, you log in there and and you know you 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 click everywhere you want and like you know you play around and you experiment and you know after a couple hours you'll have learned the basics of GA and and, and you know you you'll do more and more time and, and you'll learn more about it. Um, but for soft skills I think it's like much harder. And 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 to be honest, I don't think there's like a, a clear way today of like, oh I'm gonna work on my soft skills. And you know you I do these yearly retrospectives. I do like, not yearly, but I do them like quarterly as in like, here is something that I want to improve. And I think it's really hard to like put a a project, you know, behind the, I want to work on my communication skills. And like, how do you make these goals like smart, right? It's like completely impossible. So the only thing that you can really do is like, you know, try to get better and like do your best at it, but it's it's harder to like get better on it and to like measure your progress. Um, so I think that's why like a lot of like people and I'm not only speaking about marketers, but like, you know, we tend to overlook some skills because it's like really hard uh, to improve them. And like quite often, I think it comes from actually, you know, doing the work and being in team like every day. And, you know, sometimes you say something and you see the other person's face and you say, and, and you, you think like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And, 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 and this is one of the learnings that, that like, this is one thing that you've got to make is like make mistakes and then you've got to learn about them. Uh, so I think it's really like, soft skills are definitely the most um, important skills, uh, but it's also I think the hardest uh, to improve.
0: Now, in terms of getting better, not only with soft skills and hard skills, but just overall in your career. What do you do to stay up to date in your industry and to make sure that you're competitive against other people who also do the same services that you provide?
1: So I think one of the, one of the things that I constantly do is like try to like be connected uh, with as many people um, as possible. Um, I've recently joined a, a community with a couple thousand members called the, the Revenue Collective, uh, where you know it's it's basically a Slack group, and, and you know they organize tons of events, um, and and basically you know in that community you ask questions, um, and you say, hey, um, I don't know how to handle this situation, or I don't know how to do that, like kid, like how you guys solved that in the past, and you will get tons of answers. Um, and so I, this is one way that I do uh, about, you know, connecting with people. Um, I've been pretty active lately on LinkedIn as well. So it, a lot of people will reach out to me and be like, hey, Pierre, like, it would be good to get coffee. Uh, and so I think, you know, when you do these one-to-one connections, I think it's really, it's really useful. I do read a lot of books as well. So I, I always have my Kindle with me and, and like my Kindle is always uh, full of uh non-fiction books about like business and marketing or data or or communication or whatever um, and i think that helps me a lot um, in the past i used to follow a lot of like newsletters and you know um follow a lot of like various blogs but i've I found it to be like a lot harder as time went on but like you know following about all that stuff and like you know making sure that i wasn't missing anything i'm a kind of an inbox zero geek so whenever i leave my 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 desk at the evening i'd like to have things tidy, um and quite often having you know all these emails like made that uh made that made that hard um so what i do today is like i use pocket um so you know, whenever I've, I see an article and I'm like, oh, I would like to read that, I, I pocket that. Uh, and now my pocket is like becoming like a very large list of things. Uh, so, yeah, I will go to about how I go about that in the future. But that's pretty much how I, I, I stand up.
0: I'm um, so glad think, you mentioned, sorry to interrupt. I'm glad you mentioned books because my audience and personally myself as well, are very keen on books and figuring out what are the best books to read. Now, it doesn't necessarily need to be a recent book, and I'm assuming you read a, you've read a lot of books. My main question now is, what's the book that's been the most impactful to your career? It doesn't necessarily need to be about marketing. It could be about business or whatever, but the one that you've read that as soon as you finished, you were like, I know exactly what to do to grow in my career after reading this.
1: I think it's funny if I if I think about if I think, if I think about it, um, you know, I, I I immediately think about the uh, Blue Ocean Strategy, um, and it, it's a kind of a funny one to say because it's one of the most that, that had the most impact on my on my on my work, but it's also one that was really helpful at the time when I was reading it. Uh, so I think like you always have to link the books that you read to like what you're doing today. Um, I think one of the writer that I like very much is I, I, I do not know how to pronounce his name in English is like Seth Cotton, uh, who, who obviously always write very good books and, and I kind of like the guy. Um, but so yeah, the, the blue ocean strategy uh, was very helpful. Um, there's also, um, uh, it's a, it's a consulting firm. They're called Winning by Design. And they've started um, writing books. Um, and, and I think their books are really helpful as in, like, you know, I don't, I don't remember their titles. They have, like, quite um, complex titles to remember. Um, but I would advise to, like, read them. They're really handy.
0: Now, in terms of current events, I'm assuming that COVID-19 in 2020 was crazy for you as well. What do you believe are some things people need to prepare themselves for this year in 2021? Obviously it's hard to predict the future, but for the most part, it's important to try to guess what's gonna happen in the business world so that you're prepared. A lot of people have been doing remote work, but that was people mainly in tech and in startup world. So they were already prepared of the remote work landscape, whereas other people had to just get pushed into it. What do you think? What do you think? Excuse me. Is like the next remote work or the next thing that people in tech are currently doing that the rest of the, the workforce is gonna basically get slapped in the face and discover it the hard way.
1: I think it's a difficult question. Um, I'm, I'm not that good about predictions, but I'm I'm gonna go with the with about, you know, all of that digital um, thing. I think for us, digital, like being like natives and digital and like, I'm going to say fluent, um, I think it's all very easy as in like, you know, we we go from the office to like fully remote, just like this. But like for most organizations, this has been quite a transition. Um, and from a, a marketing perspective, you know, for instance, um, when we were preparing for 2021 and, and we made um, our strategic year for the year, we actually, we wanted to invest more in events and like physical events. Now, as you, as you see how the year unfolds, you're like, oh, maybe that's like stupid and, and we'll never do physical events in 2021. Um, so I think like the, um, we, we kind of like, we need to go back to being agile uh, much more than what we did before. I think like we cannot do yearly planning anymore. Uh, we have to do it, it, maybe it's quarterly or maybe it's half the year or or whatever, but like we 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 need to like live day by day. I think it's also important that like as people we focus on our um, personal health. Um, I think for for everybody it's been quite a, a stressful period. Um, and and For me, I mean, like I'm starting to be very tired of like not being able to like go out and see my friends and all that stuff because you cannot decompress. So I think it's important um, that we do that. Um, And in terms of like this maybe going with the full digital, um, but I think most organizations are not very strong on data. Um, and so I think this this going to be this is going to seem stupid for most of the marketing folks, uh, but it, when when you think about a lot of big organizations, they're not that strong in terms of data. Uh, and so I think the full digital will enable more and more about that transformation.
0: How how is your team what you're currently doing? And you can explain what your what your current job is. How does your team currently prioritize data? Because When people hear data, some of them, they just think Google spreadsheets. But other people, when they think of data, they think of SQL and parsing reams of data to make huge customer profiles. And they're using things like Mixpanel, for example, to optimize their products. So data is a big term. How do you focus on data right now?
1: So I think it's not necessarily about how you query um, data, it's more about what you do with it. And I think what what we do with our team is like making sure that we use data whenever, or at least like as much as possible when taking decisions. Especially when you think about our projects, for instance, and the one we run. Um, Recently, someone suggested that, you know, we run a very specific retargeting campaign um, and when you, when you try looking at the numbers, it didn't really make sense. You know, we would spend more time actually building the campaign than, than, than what it would benefit to us. And I think that what really matters is that we try to um, get data, um, to steer yourself in one or the other direction. Um, it's not, I think we, 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 at least from my experience, you can never get the full picture from data uh, or, or you, you kind of need to have like both quantitative and qualitative data. Um, but I think it's about, you know, using that uh, to steer the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one way that we use data is that all of the projects that we run are prioritized through what we call an ICE scoring, which is impact, cost and ease of like, you know, doing the project. Um, and we rank that based on a, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest one being the lowest. Um, and we use data uh, as like supporting facts of that scoring. Um, so, you know, when whenever we're going to run, you know, for instance, that retargeting project, you, you look at the size of the audience and you're like, oh, there are on, only 500 people in there. So 500 people times your click-through rate times blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, oh, but so we can only expect to have five leads or 10 leads from that that's the is that does that really make sense for us to undertake that project now if you've
0: mentioned something that i haven't heard of which is exactly why i do this podcast ice scoring if i or someone who's listening right now wanted to learn more about ice scoring and how to Uh use it what resources could be used do you know of any
1: um, I think online if you if you look for ice um, scoring you can you can probably find something about it. Um, I don't I don't have um, a specific resource a, a, a specific resource in mind. Um, it's something that I've been using for the last couple of years and that okay. has been really useful in like you know making sure that whenever we we go about a project it's you know you you start to see like how does it fit within. Uh, the the picture of like where do we want to go um but so yeah
0: okay so just for the audience who anyone who's listening right now i'll personally start doing some research and i'll post it within the show notes of this episode different links that you can use to start learning ice scoring and with that being said pierre i want to ask you my final question it's a question that i ask all my guests just to close out with a nice touch if you can go back 10 years Knowing everything you know right now, how would you speed up your career to get where you are now faster?
1: So I think early on in my career, I've decided to like work as a consultant, and also I worked by myself for four years. And on the one end, it was it was extremely. Um, it, it, it made me, uh, you know, more of a strategic person. I was, I was, I was talking only to CEOs at the time or CMOs, so it made me more strategic. Um, but I think during that time and during those four years, I kind of um, I, I messed a bit of the operational things that, like, you do at the beginning. Um, and so, what, I'm, I'm not sure I would change it um, because it was a great period. Um, but I think in the end, it's something that you've mentioned also in the introduction as well you know, doing the work and, and making sure that like, you know, you are driving the results. Um, And I think if early on you really focus on like, where do we want to go strategically? Do we want to acquire new customers? Do we want to acquire new logos? Or do you want to expand our current customer base? And, you know, really focus on that. And then, you know, experiment as much as you can and like try as many things as you can, um, you know, to, to, but in the end, it's it's all about you know doing the work and something that like someone with 10 years of experience will do is like you know, they have like accumulated experience about things that has worked in the past or didn't work, or you know, you, you did a project in a certain direction and you said something that was hurtful to a team member, and, and it's all that knowledge that's like really useful. But as long as you're you're really focused on like the right priorities. Um, I think I think you, you are learning a lot. Um, for me, I was also very curious um, early on in my career, so I think I would definitely advise people to do that. Um, I also really enjoy bill business, so I, I kind of um, focused on that very early on, um, and and it, it's good uh, because like you know I know like a lot of people within the industry, and I know. You know between us we talk about you know, companies and like strategies and like and i think that that helps i don't know if 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 i would focus so early uh within my career i think it's also good to see like what b2c has to offer what you know b2b has to offer um, but so yeah i think that's the that's the main couple of advice
0: and just to make sure that i was paying attention completely i would say the main things i learned from our conversation is one don't just focus on the hard skills. Soft skills are important. Two, making sure that as you're learning, trying to keep a generalist approach so that way you find what you're looking for. Don't specialize right away. Play around and eventually you will fall into the right groove. And then the third part is, and I definitely want to repeat this so that I can keep it in mind as well. As a team, don't. you can plan for an annual strategy but know that there might be some changes maybe something as drastic as covid but maybe not as drastic but you still need to keep that in mind where it's more feasible to do a quarterly plan now as opposed to a one-year plan just because things are changing so much would you agree with that
1: yeah and i think the the last thing and it goes with the soft skills is uh learn to like really listen to you know wh- whoever is your internal um you know client quite often you've got your, your internal client is your sales team in b2b um and quite often like as marketers we've got our own point of view um and i think it's really important to like be able to like listen and like make sure that your your you know your the alignment of this team is like you know top notch um so yeah that's I think the the listening and like you know building empathy is where I was really weak uh, at the beginning of my career, and so I think I've like I'm I'm getting better and better every day. Um, So I think this is definitely where um, you know I would I would advise people to like really focus in terms of like how can they get better at this.
0: Even with ten years of experience, even you are still learning. With that being said, Pierre. If anyone wanted to connect with you online, where could they find you?
1: Yeah, um, they can find me on, on LinkedIn. I answer every message. So if, if you've got questions, or feel free to, to, to reach out to me. Perfect.
0: And everyone, you just listened to episode 30 of Kenny Soto's Digital Marketing Podcast. As always, thank you, Pierre, for your time. And thank you to the audience for listening to another episode.
1: Bye. Thanks, Kenny.
0: Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Please share it, subscribe, and if you have any questions or comments, connect with me at www.kennySoto.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon.